It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll know more about the injury situation for the Browns, and that can change the spread as it goes along. But I, I wanted to ask you guys this. There have been a bunch of Browns players who have been injured, banged up, missed a few games here over the last couple of weeks. Well, there's eight I listed. Let's whittle them down in terms of the most important to get back mm-hmm. for a deep playoff run down to – we don't have to go all the way down one through eight. But let's start with, the, with whoever you think is the most important. And these are the eight guys who are currently at least listed on the injury report that – our key starters, you have Delpit, Thornhill, Amari Cooper, Dustin Hopkins, Ogbo, Tillman, Moore, and Pierre Strong, who injured himself last week. He's more of a key special teams guy than a key cog in the offense. But uh, I think there's a pretty obvious number one out of this eight. As to I think there's an obvious one and an obvious two. Well, I, I, I don't know that it's obvious because I think Bull and I, I don't know where G-Bush is, but I yeah. think we disagree on who's the most important. Oh, well, I thought it was Hopkins because I didn't, but I didn't realize he was putting Amari Cooper on the list. Yeah, yeah. with Amari so, Cooper on there. Yeah, he's to one. Me, so, Amari yeah. Cooper's one. one. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. After yeah. Amari, then. Then Hopkins got to be two. And it's a no-brainer. Hopkins. Yeah, I Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, number those three. are your two biggest point scorers. I think so. the first debate is at number three. And number three, then? That's which leaves you Delpit, Thornhill, Ogbo, Tillman, Elijah Moore, and Pierre Strong. I would I'll say go Elijah Moore. Yeah. That's interesting. It was a good case for him. I would argue it's Ogbo because I we've talked about it. The Brown, the special part of the Browns is their defense. Right. The and offense has been four. pretty good. Yeah. And Elijah Moore is an okay player, and I know he had a you know a good game before he got hurt, but his biggest game was when Amari Cooper didn't play. Right. I mean, I, I want Elijah Moore back. I do. I don't think he's not important, but I think what makes the Browns special is their defense. What makes their defense their defense special is their ability to cover and their ability to rush the passer. Right. And having Ogbo, who's been really good when he's been out there, as their third pass rusher, I, I, I think he's huge to have all yeah. hands on deck on that on the outside. I think it's close. To, to me, I, I think, think it's close it, between I think, those two. I mean, you could go more. You could go Ogbo either yeah. way. To me, I think they're both pretty important, yeah. particularly in this game plan. And it's yeah. funny when you hear Cecil talk about what the game's going to come down to. He was pretty quick and definitive on his answer. Can the Browns rattle C.J. Stroud? Mm-hmm. They're not going to rattle him without their full complement of defensive linemen. They need everybody. They need to bring out all of them. And the strength of this Browns defense is what the strength of the Eagles defense was last year. And that's that you can still have fresh legs in the fourth quarter because yes. you can rotate six and seven that's guys right. in and out. Yeah. And there's only C.J. Stroud's going to be on the field for every offensive snap. That's right. The defensive linemen will be in and out and hopefully more fresh in the fourth quarter. You know, sometimes you go from, you know, the most important to the least important. It, you know, it's strange when you get to the back end of it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't. Juan Thornhill hasn't played enough to, to yeah. even know what we are missing. Before like, we move on real quick, yeah, I'm curious, Mike, what, yeah, who, I don't, who I wish you'd seen him more. Elijah yeah, Moore or Agbo? Because or did you have somebody well, else? Because of how well Alex Wright has played down the stretch, I would lean towards Elijah Moore in this instance because yeah. the drop-off from Agbo to Wright that's a good is point. nowhere near the drop-off from Elijah Moore to, to Tillman. Or Tillman right. or, yeah, no, that's anyway. a good point. All right, so if we put those guys, do we agree that they're that Agbo's four? Yeah, I, okay. I still do. I yeah. think it's more, and that's a very okay, fine. articulated very well. Yeah. There's somebody that point. could, if Ogbo can't go, we've got others that can fill his spot. If <laughs> Elijah Moore can't go, I think that's a 
big problem can for I, the Browns. Bush, can I say something real quick yeah, yeah. before you hop in? It is crazy, and this is a testament to the drafting and roster building of Andrew Berry here, that Grant Delpit, who was one of the best safeties in football, is a pro bowler, might be number five on this list, and I don't think – I think you could argue well, for him to be higher, but doesn't yeah. that speak to Hickman the depth at that position well, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, who's left? Thornhill, Thornhill, Delpit, Delpit, Tillman, and Pierre Strong. So yeah, I mean, Delpit's got to be. You're five, starting right? two safeties. <laughs> I, <laughs> guess, <laughs> I guess those guys would be five and six. I agree. I mean, Tillman, I, I like Strong, but they don't use yeah. him in the games that and, matter. And, and, and I'm, I'm not. I don't never want to say I, I'm not happy. Nobody is, but. Tillman, to me, we talk about Joe Flacco. He's had at least three interceptions that's been on Tillman. Right. Just not running running routes. Stopping yeah. routes. And, and, and that not can, defending the ball when he could. Right. That cannot happen in the playoffs. That's why I'd rather so, have Elijah Moore. At least I, right. need, I, at least I know you're going to run the right route. Right. Yeah. I, I just uh, – so so then it would be uh, Delpit 5, Thornhill 6, Pierre Strong 7, and Tillman 8, I guess. Yep. That's the way I would. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Crazy, we found consensus on something that yeah. ranked That's the first eight. time we've ever agreed on anything. Well, there's eight that Pretty we could much. rank. We had think a third, fourth debate, but it wasn't a little very bit. Needed. But I think <laughs> we settled it. Yeah. I think Mikey, you know, threw the napalm bomb into the chat, and that I'm still sticking with Ogbo over Elijah Moore. But but you guys make good points. We, you know, you can be either or. But yeah, we got to have we got had the receivers. G, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. In terms of the Delpit Thornhill drop off to who's been filling in, which McLeod, who then got hurt. You have Hickman. You have Harmon. You have De'Anthony Bell, who's all filled in admirably. God, there's depth back there. It, yeah. I don't know, and I'm, I'm asking this without any knowledge, and, and I could be way off, but those are five damn good safeties. And in a league where I don't feel like there's a ton of great safeties, the fact that the Browns were able to find two – well, Bell wasn't undrafted. Well, but was, was Bell undrafted last year? Two years no. ago. No, two years ago. W- was he drafted? I thought he was a late draft pick. Hickman's definitely undrafted. Hickman's definitely McLeod. undrafted out of they Ohio State. Thornhill. They extended Delpit. Uh, Bell, either late draft pick or, yeah. or undrafted. Yeah, I forget I exactly. I'll look now. it up. The fact that they found those five guys at the same position group on this roster together and we lose our two starting safeties and we don't really notice a drop-off. No. Like, I know. It's, it's kind of crazy just in hindsight to think about I mean, how many injuries this has had. What's and even, that's not an issue you need. And what's even more crazy is how you can be so good at one position and as good as they are at defensive backs, they're that bad at wide receivers, at projecting talent and drafting. Because yeah. they've drafted yeah. no wide receivers that are life-changing. No matter where they take no. them, they just yeah. they just can't hit on that position, and that's a critical. Bell was undrafted. Yeah, I mean, that's been their that's been, wide receiver's been their Achilles heel. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah. And, and that, that's the area they need to fix. But overall, most other positions, they've, they've drafted now, well. Thankfully, JJ, they, they, real they, quick. thankfully, they nailed that position in free agency with Amari Cooper. Well, because, trade, trade. Or trade, I'm yeah. sorry. You can, you can, if you look at acquisitions across the board, is there a better acquisition than Amari Cooper? And I know D-Hop. Yeah, I know D-Hop has made a big difference at I kicker. Mean, plus they Flacco gave a, signing late, but Amari Cooper, without feels, him, where would we be? It feels like free a free agent move because they gave up almost nothing for that, him. It, I mean, they, they fleeced the Cowboys. I mean, you saw – listen, he's not as good as A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill. We understand that. No, but that. I'll take him. But he, but those for those guys, you had to give up a ton. The, yeah. gap, the gap between how good those players are – is way smaller than the gap between what those teams uh, gave up and what the Browns uh, gave no up. No question. I mean, no question. I mean, you look at the defensive line. They went from that was the, the weakest part of their team to the strength in one season. They brought in 
Hurst. They bought in five Shelby, or six guys. Shelby Harris. They they got Dalvin Tomlinson. They got Darius Smith. Smith. They got yeah. Oberonkaronko. They yeah. like yeah. they defensive overhaul line, everything. The defensive line is the second best unit on the team behind the second. Now imagine if next year yeah. they do that at wide receiver. If they well, upgrade yeah. that position like they did this year, the defensive line. You this this here's this is a part that, you want to make crazy. sure that John Watson has success. If, you got to give them weapons when they come back. The funny part about it is it's a brand new team. That's right. Yeah, I, it just I don't Nothing's know. Guaranteed like I year. don't know. Like this is it is. Are how, we getting into that next, Mike? How no, often we we'll do that tomorrow? We're gonna we'll do that whole topic. Tomorrow. Oh, sorry. how yeah, often yeah. have you gotten a team to get in the playoffs? They, they have a decent threat of winning the Super Bowl. And then you already know next year, the team is completely different. That's right. At quarterback, receiver, offensive line. Yeah. But it's, it's not, crazy, right? It's not just that. It's that every year is a new year. And you could be good at something one year. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you the next year. Right. You know, I'm not going to say who it was, but I was listening to another member of the Cleveland media yesterday who said, oh, I've heard the Texans are just happy to be there. Okay. That makes no sense. Crazy. No, no team, nobody. no matter how unlikely a playoff team you are, nobody goes to the playoffs and the players are thinking, well, oh, man, if we lose, it's all great. If we win, it's all gravy. No. You never know. Dan Marino went to the went to the Super Bowl, right? His rookie year. And never, never made a back. Never went back. Yep. I don't care. You, you think the Bengals thought they weren't going to the playoffs this year? Exactly. It's, it's, you, you think when when the season started with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets didn't think they were going to the playoffs? You don't think the Giants thought they were going to the playoffs? You don't think the Vikings thought they were going to the playoffs? Well, look no. at the Eagles in the course of the second half of the season. They they went from being the one seed to going to Tampa Bay People for a playoff asking, game. Could they lose to Tampa Bay? Yeah. I mean, possible. You know, it's possible. Yeah. So, <laughs> nothing's guaranteed. No. And and. You know, I know there's some people that might think, well, and I know we're going to talk about more yesterday, so I'll just say it briefly, but like some people are thinking, wow, if the Browns are good this year, how good can they be with Watson and Chubb? You yeah. don't Different know things team. are going to, you know, the AFC might not be down. What if the Chiefs are better next year? Exactly. What if Mahomes what if and the Burrow and all those guys with, yeah. are playing better you next don't know. year? You never know. Success is fleeting yeah. and year to year in the NFL. There's no wait till next point. year when you have a chance to win that. You're right. Do it now. One more thing, we'll move on. But I saw on Twitter, this is before I got here, so you guys have to confirm this to me, but apparently Andrew Berry and the front office had Nico Collins circled as the guy they wanted. I can believe that. And then he got drafted two picks before they took Anthony Schwartz. Oh, my God. But apparently, and this is on Twitter. I don't know if this yeah. – I'm just – I'm telling you all what I saw on Twitter, but apparently the front office had identified Nico Collins. Man, if that's true, that hurts. perfect fit for this offense. He could got you, taken Could you picks. imagine him in this offense instead It'd of – It would be unbelievable. I mean, Anthony Schwartz is what? Working at State Farm now? <laughs> Not doing commercials either. Yeah, Selling. Yeah. That hurt. When I read that, that one. That he, one yeah, that's he, tough. He actually uh, he actually is an assistant coach at Rutgers with Corey. Now, <laughs> that wouldn't be surprised. In fairness, in Working fairness with, to both David Bell years. and Cedric Tillman, guys, in fairness to both of those guys, yeah. Nico Collins had done nothing before this year. Nope. I know. So, I, it seems like C.J. Stroud is the key that unlocked him. Yeah. In, in his, and that's what a good quarterback can do. In his first two Joker. years in the league. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. First two years in the league combined. Now, it's better than David Bell, but his first two years in the league combined, he had 70 catches for 950 yards well, that's and three touchdowns. significantly better than David Bell. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad, but it's yeah. not like... No, it's not, it's not you know, eye-popping. No, it's an, he, he's averaged in his first two years 460 yards and one and a half touchdowns. That's, in, you know, it's not, it's and not great, but... Well, I'm guessing his impact on the offense went up when Tank went out. Uh, yeah, but he got off to a good start, then he got hurt for a little bit. He's also yeah. missed time. He he missed two games as a rookie, missed seven, seven last year, actually. And so, actually... Those numbers aren't bad, then, for yeah, now a season and a half. Yeah, if yeah, he yeah, actually yeah. finished this season, it's crazy. More receptions, more yards, more touchdowns than Amari Cooper. Yeah, he's got... I mean, he no got, kidding. He yeah. got almost 1,300 yards, 1,297 really, and eight really touchdowns. He's had a, he, he got a better quarterback. And he was a lot better player. Yeah. That, that's why when, when I look at it, you, you they, those guys work in lockstep. You can't have an elite receiver. Yeah, it's complimentary. It's a complimentary position because there's lots of guys. Well, who I don't agree with that, G. I mean, Josh Gordon had 1,700 yards with trash. I think Nico Collins, to me, I, he's having a great year. I don't look at him as an elite receiver. You I can look find, at him as a really uh, good You can receiver. find outliers, Bull, but, but, but really, uh, it's really hard for a great quarterback to continue to be great see Kansas City with a group of middling wide receivers. It, when you tough. throw when you throw Tyree Kill in there, and I know they won the Super Bowl last year without him, yeah. but the league has figured out how to stop that Kansas City offense yeah. now without uh, wide we'll, receivers. We'll see next year. I don't know. And I don't think they don't have no run. Rushy Rice is actually, just Nobody impresses me for that He's bowl. better than anybody they had last year. Yeah, Rice is a good I mean, receiver. He's pretty, he, I mean, they're still all F- number two to Travis Kelsey. No, I hear you, but he got better the second half of the year. He was a rookie. He did. I'm but just saying, like, but I, I, the elite of the elites make guys better. And I think it's the same thing at wide receiver. Hell, look, like, at, look at Lamar Jackson. They, they brought in two quality wide receivers for Lamar Jackson. Zay Flowers, them hitting on Flowers. Yeah. We're talking about Lamar Jackson as the MVP. Where also, a couple of years ago, when he had no wide receivers but a good tight end, yeah. we're like, "This guy is this guy still but worth it?" But he won it? an MVP three years ago. I know, with nobody. But, but remember, two years ago he took a big drop, a big yeah, step back. A lot of that. Yes, the last two years he hasn't been as good. But Part you give him a couple wide receivers, and boom, he's at an MVP level again. I always say this: Listen, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't do you any good. You don't get extra credit points for winning the MVP with bad receivers. Yeah, yeah. that just no. means you. They all, it all tougher. goes hand in hand, right? But. Yeah. There are, like, the great receivers, even with mid-quarterbacks, are going to put up pretty big numbers. I agree. That it's yeah, easier no. for a great quarterback to build a, a – to, to raise the play of, of a, a wide receiver yes. than it is for a great wide receiver to raise the play of a quarterback. Right. Because, like, you know, when you get a, that matchup and you get it's, – it's a lot of personalities matching. You can throw anybody on the show, but can't, do those personalities mesh? Do right. those personalities know how to play? Like – you know, when you're a quarterback, you got to – I always go to Devontae Adams and uh, and, and, and I don't want to say Brett Favre, but Aaron Rodgers. They had such a good chemistry. It was like you could have two guys on them. Yeah. I'm throwing that ball to Devontae Adams. Yeah, when you split them up, neither was as good without the yeah, other. Yeah. Just, By the way, that Josh Gordon season has got to be the most – incredible season by a wide receiver in the, maybe in the history of football. He I, did make a bad quarterback better. I mean, well, it was he multiple did. bad quarterbacks. Yes, you're right. I, I mean, and he had, he only played 14 games and he had, what did he have? 1,700, 1,600? 
16. I, it's close to 17, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yards per game has got to be stretch. one of the best seasons Mike, you, in the NFL. Bring, his, up his game, NFL. bring up Josh Gordon real quick, his game log. Because I believe there was a stretch of like five games where he had a, like 900 yards in a five. Some crazy number. Yeah, I, I remember that too. He was, it was damn like near a, a thousand I think he had three 200-yard games he, in a row or yeah, close he to did. it. I mean, I, it was, he was so dominant. What I did, like I, I watch Josh Gordon highlights every year. I just do it. I don't know why. I, I, you, want I, rem- you want to remember I, what great wide receiver play looks like? I, I took – my wife is the, the biggest football fan in the world right now at this point. Wow. She used to love basketball. She's like, oh, no. I love football, I love the yeah. Browns. And I I just wanted to see how good to the to the naked novice eye. She I put the highlights on. I was like, yeah, that guy used to play for the Browns. She was like, where did he go? <laughs> Why is he not I mean, playing today? He's the best I've ever seen. Yeah, I the combination it. of his stupidity and the league rule stupidity I mean, he yeah. was cold. destroyed his career. He, but man. He would catch slants bull and just run away. It was from absurd. Yeah. I remember in those years, we were doing our radio show from Browns camp. We were there every day. And just watching him, especially because the Browns had so little talent that right. the guys that were good just stood out and watching him around the other receivers that the Browns had a bunch of nobody, Greg Little and all these yutzes like this. It was like, it was crazy. That's what makes it more impressive bull because when an offense has one weapon, yeah, the defense just neutralizes. I know him. you just build your defensive game plan about around bracketing him, yeah. doubling him high safety help. How many times did he catch that slant and take it to the house? It was crazy. He was just, it was really like video game yeah. talent. What was it, Mike? Go ahead. So just in a four-game stretch, I'll give you the rest of it in a sec, but in a yeah. four-game stretch from weeks 10 to 13, so four games, he had 36 catches, 775 yards, and five touchdowns in a four-game stretch. 700? That's almost 200 yards over his ga- a four-game His game, game log that season. Remember, he was suspended the first two games of the season. <laughs> yeah, he missed two games. He went 146, 71, 86, 126, just 21. Who, who held him to 21? Green Bay. I remember that game. Man. 44, and then this four-game stretch. 125, 237, 261, 151, 67, 97, 82. I mean, he had two For games grand under 80 yards. For a total of 1,646 yards. You know what's incredible about that is he had about six, seven games where he didn't even hit 100 yards. Yeah. But most of them he had like 80 or 90. But He only had two duds. He had two duds. 21. 21 yeah, but how many games did he miss? 100 receiving yards. Seven, but he had 97, 182, 86. So it was close. Right. And who, and who were the quarterbacks? Give us the quarterbacks that year. Oh, I have to give me a sec. That's going to take a little bit. Oh, I actually, actually, was, it, was that Whedon? Brandon Whedon was the quarterback. Oh, Jason Campbell. Oh. Jason Campbell was the quarterback for a couple remember. of those games. Hoyer. Brian not, Hoyer. Those are three. Kinda... Brian Hoyer. Campbell, Whedon, Hoyer. Campbell started All three, eight games, yeah. Whedon five, Hoyer three. Unbelievable. All right, guys, let's do a, uh, a quick <laughs> ask of the fans real quick. And if you're out there watching the show, do what us a favor. A hit the like button. Do us a favor. I'm telling you guys, it's completely free. Hit the like button, the subscribe button. It helps UCSS get out to everybody, not just in the Browns community, but Browns fans all across the world and football fans who want the best team-created content you can find on the internet. So hit the like get button. Get to the, the Texans. Subscribe button. Sorry, Mike. Get to the Texans community, too, Yeah. so we can have more fights with G. Bush and the Texans. We love it. And if you can't watch live, you can always go back and watch. We also have a podcast, which you can download on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So there's a number of different ways to get your UCSS content. Do us a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. It is totally free. Like the podcast. We appreciate you guys a lot, more than you know. All right, guys. I sent you this tweet from Bill Barnwell yesterday, which he's a, an NFL voter. 
He has a legitimate award. He's not necessarily old school. He does believe in analytics. And he released his He's a good writer. Season. Yeah, very good writer. Very respected in the NFL community. And he released his column on his end-of-season awards. And on his Defensive Player of the Year award column, he wrote and voted for Miles Garrett third. Behind T.J. Watt, winner, and then Micah Parsons. We'll, we'll retweet this, but I'll give you the snippets of what he said in his column as to why he thinks Garrett will end up winning, but on his ballot, he was third. He said his production in the second half of the season cratered after the injury. In the last uh, six games, he had one sack, seven knockdowns, no forced fumbles. He talked about there being more production than just stats. However, he goes into the advanced analytics, and since week 12, his pass rush win rate was third behind the two guys ahead of him in Parsons and Watt. Uh, and he essentially said it's just hard for him to vote for the best defensive player in football to win the award when he had one sack in the last six games while other players did more. Miles is still the heavy favorite on FanDuel. Steve, you can take the odds here. He's minus 250. Significantly better chances than Micah Parsons in second or TJ Watt here in third. But after seeing Barnwell's article, are you guys a little concerned that Miles is going to get snubbed here of the award, knowing that it may come down to players or voters, excuse me, just simply looking at that sack number, not taking the well, whole thing Well, I don't think that's fair to say. I mean, Barnwell was pointing to a lot more things than just the sack number. No, I know. I'm not saying him, but I mean in the big picture of other voters. I was using yeah. Barnwell as an example. I mean, I think the question, Mike, is are, are, you, are you concerned are you that he confident? lost the award by diminished production over the yes. last third yeah. of the season? There I personally – that gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, I don't – to me, I mean, like I understand why Miles Garrett cares or his teammates. I don't really care if guys win awards or not in the end. I don't think – but, you know, but we do really know it's big to Miles. Fans care, and he certainly cares. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, after reading the thing from Bill Barnwell, I, I, I said, I actually said, you know, he makes, to me, he made a very strong case for Michael Parsons more than T.J. Watt. I agree. Because one yeah. of the things there that I didn't realize is, uh, you know, I know that Miles Garrett gets double teamed way more than T.J. Watt, but I didn't realize Michael Parsons this year has gotten double teamed even more than Miles Garrett. Which is a change. Which, yes, because Miles Garrett's always been the most double teamed guy. And that would, and part of it's probably because the Browns' defense has been better. And Miles Garrett hasn't, there was a stretch. He's, I think now he's playing up to what he was, but there was a three game stretch where he wasn't See, I'm not quite even the same sure guy. he's back to what Maybe what he not 100%, was. Yeah. but he's much closer now than he was like the first three does it, games. Does it matter to you that the last third of the season, his production. Was way it down. does. It's got to be. Fa- it's got to be factored in. I mean, listen. If Michael Parsons or T.J. Watt, as much as we can't stand the Steelers, if one of those guys wins, I, I, how, am I gonna, how am I going to be outraged about? Yeah. it? I think Miles Garrett's got as good a case as anybody. But I think from Barnwell's article, I thought Micah Parsons, especially of the other two, has a very strong case as well. Yeah, I read some advanced analytics on Micah Parsons, too, that yeah. I wasn't aware of. I probably see the Cowboys play five full games a year because they're always on prime time. Yeah, right, sure. And they're usually in an exclusive window, so I'm looking at them. Um, his impact on the game, we said this about him last year. We're like, man, the guy is everywhere, and he's versatile, which I really like. Right. I think Miles is versatile, too, but I think Micah might be a little bit more versatile. For me, I'm, I'm with you. I won't be screaming, yelling, and stomping my feet if it doesn't go to Miles Garrett. However, all that being said, Miles Garrett is the defensive player of the year. And I'll go to Ben Baby, the ESPN writer from the Bengals that we had on last week, when he talked about that combo stat that ESPN has created to sort of measure all the things that a defensive end does. 
And it's, it is more than sacks. And that's why, don't get blinded by the sack number and that Miles Garrett is down the list now. Don't get blinded by that. That position has a bigger impact than just tackling quarterbacks behind the line of scrimmage. How much does he help his other teammates get home? And when you bundle it all up, Ben Baby said, the metrics are stunning. It's Miles Garrett and then a huge drop-off and then... Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt, and others. So for me, Miles gets my vote, um, but I can see how someone else might think it goes belongs to another player. You know, uh, it, you know, this this is stunning to me. Um, and I'm not I'm not going to say that people are, are intentionally doing this, but let's be clear about the way things work in this echo chamber we call America. Um, we've been told forever that the Dallas Crab Boys are America's team. There's a reason they're on TV every freaking week. They do the, ratings. The, it, it, we're, there's a reason why Pittsburgh terrible towels wave all around the country. Yeah. Trust me, when you look at that and when you look at teams who are perennially there, when you talk about a national football f- approach, the Browns are never on TV. They play the one o'clock game. We do have a good national following, though. They got a good national following amongst our backers. However, when it when it comes to national guys drilling down on the minutia of play in, play out, down in, down out, the impact of certain players, to be frank, they're not paying attention to the Cleveland well, Browns. PFF loves Miles more than they love anybody. So, so that so there, there's there's my next transition. So when you're only gazing over and looking at it, you have this natural thing in your stomach to be like, well. It's the 49ers. They've been great. It's the, you know, it's the Cowboys. They've been great. Hey, you know, Steelers are always great on defense. The problem is when you go back to, when you look at the advanced metrics, it's not even close. Miles Garrett is winning in all the advanced metrics. I mean, this guy was. Well, not all of them because he pointed out some that. He, he got, yeah. Uh, there's Miles a couple of them. There's a couple of them that you can get to other guys. But when you say the average time it takes for him to get to the quarterback, it is one point. Although one my, second, 1. Yeah. 2 seconds, 1.2 seconds. Well, my, uh, I mean, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Parsons, Parsons had a quicker time. Yeah, which is stunning. And then so you take, here's the thing. You take a look at that, yeah. and then you take a look at the eye test. Then you take a look at, you go around and ask all of the deep uh, offensive coordinators. Miles Garrett dictates what you do. He dictates. But doesn't Michael Parsons do that not also? To the level, not to the level uh, uh, of Miles Garrett. See, there's my problem. When Miles Garrett has all the sacks and he gets, and, and he gets double teamed last year, how many have last year? 16? Yeah, I think. Well, Six, but he didn't lead the league. Well, but, well, last year he get he, last year he gets double teamed the most. He has 16 sacks. Then we say, oh, well that now nah, that that doesn't really mean much. But now all of a sudden, when Michael Parsons is is getting double teamed more, now they want to point to it. My How many thing, sacks does Parsons have? Michael Parsons actually has fewer sacks. I know. I, is 13. it 12? Oh, 13. T.J. Okay. Watt has the most. Watt ended with 19. Hendrickson. And Allen had 17 and a half. Khalil Mack, six, uh, 17. And we go, we go over to... Oh, I lied. Micah Parsons had 14. He ended up the same as... Oh, he did. I just okay. think... Gee, I, I, I feel like it's unfair to, to... Like, there's a conspiracy theory against the Browns. I, it's not a conspiracy theory. I, I don't think theory. that's fair. I, I don't think... Listen, I don't know Bill Barnwell personally. I've read his stuff. Maybe you know him personally, I Jay. do, and he's good. I, he's very good. He I don't agree with everything he says. He like a biased guy. No, like, or he's got some agenda to but, root but, for a big market team. No, or but here's but here's the point. It's just I, I thought it was interesting. He voted him third. See, that can really ding Miles. Like, like so if he gets too many third place votes, that's that's my part. I don't who, think that I, that's my part. You can. No, I think it is on a point basis. First 
place, second place, third place. No disrespect to him. Yeah. And he writes, I don't put my hand in the dirt before. I know what a good defense end look like. It's asinine to th- say that Miles Garrett is third in any vote. He's the best defensive player on the best team all year with no quarterbacks. I don't understand how the defense can t- carry a team with five different quarterbacks to the but playoffs. But you're getting mad proactively. Like, we don't even know he's going to – if he wins, you got mad for nothing. But, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm just saying his opinion is he's – he like, that's like me arbitrarily saying, oh, my goodness, you know what? I'm going to put uh, – Lamar Jackson is probably the MVP, yeah. right? That's like me telling Matt Stafford he's the MVP. No, he ain't. He ain't Wait no. a second. You're complaining about groupthink, and now you're saying everybody has to think like you, them, that Lamar Jackson should be the MVP? No. That, my prevailing thing is if somebody yeah. on their list yeah. puts Lamar Jackson third, they're crazy. But listen, I, I think in the end, he made a, a reasoned argument. It wasn't like... You're saying he was just randomly. He made a reasoned argument for it. So you can make if a reason. Read, if you read what he wrote, it may. I, I'm not saying I necessarily agree, but I don't think he's crazy for voting when voting you, him third. And in I, most I, in most years, for most of these superlatives, yeah, you can make a case three or four deep. It's very rare that in any season yeah. it's a unanimous mvp exactly. There's the or a unanimous here. i mean you can always make an argument and for that number 2 guy and, or that number and, 3 and guy listen, it's subjective right and i don't know what he's watching you want to talk about the eye test like we're watching miles garrett garrett every week we know how great he is right but we're not watching I, I'm not going to speak for you guys. I'm not watching Michael Parsons every week. I'm no. not watching TJ Watt every week. Yeah. I don't have as good a feel. I know they're great players. I don't have a, as good a feel you for those what, guys that's a good as point. I do for and Miles G, this Garrett. will support your argument. A lot of these – Heisman Trophy is, is probably oh, the, the biggest worst. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why. Yeah. They're asking all these beat writers that are watching one game every right. Saturday, the yeah. game that they're covering. Right. So I think what a lot of these writers have – and it, it's it, I'm, not, I'm not demeaning them for it – what they're what they're reduced to doing is looking up stats numbers and when you watch miles garrett i don't think the stats tell the full story on miles i just don't but let's be fair we're a little biased we are we yeah. are but what i'm saying is the narrative of looking at numbers and comparing them as if they're apples to apples you can't do that because some defenses ask players to do different uh, to do well, different things. Listen, I, I not uh, listen. We don't know. Like, we, Bill, maybe Bill Barnwell's watched every game of all three of these guys. I don't know. I, d- I have I no d- idea. In the end, with most votes, it's going to be based on statistics, right? And he sounds like he's taking a, a, a look at more but, than but, just one stat. But, yes. but in the end, I disagree with him. But I will admit, I'm I'm a little I, biased. Maybe that's affecting my. I, 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 I just sure. I just don't. I am too. I, I've always had a problem of people that write that sit in a booth getting to dictate somebody's career. I just don't like it. It's like you t- you give this guy the power to write who he likes, and yeah. then you give him a criteria. He could just pick. But it's not as if on it's one wants. person. It's a collective. It's a collective. And you would hope that more often than not they get it right, <laughs> and I think they do. You're, you're, you're basically accusing a lot of these guys of not taking this seriously, and I, I think I most don't. of them do. I, no, no, no. I think most no, of them no, do. No, no, no. Baseball guys do not take it seriously. What do you mean? They go into those votes knowing who they're going to vote for and not vote for. Barry Bonds, not voting for him. They, are, you, are you talking about Hall of Fame? Yes. Well, T.O., the fact that somebody that's said. That's about steroids. That's no, that's a debate. Okay. I, I would vote for steroids, so guys. Me, that's a different subject, though. When you, when you tell me Terrell Owens is not a first ballot Hall of Famer based on the way you don't like he do interviews, 
That is BS. Has he gotten in yet? He no, got he in. got in, but he wisely said, I'm not going. He, when did he get in? A couple he, years does it, ago. Does it really matter? Yes, it does. You know what it yes, does? It does. Well, because it does. when you're a Hall of Famer, it does. you're a corporation. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. Yeah. You can set your annual income. Once you're a Hall of Famer, right. you can say, I'm going to do a card signing and an appearance every month, and you can set your own income yeah. because there's a huge market for that. And to be able to say that you're a first ballot Hall of Famer takes it to another level. It puts I, you in another I corporation. And I, I guess my bottom line is I don't like, listen, there's bad members of the media just like there's bad everything else, sure, right? Right. I'm sure there are probably plenty of voters or, or some voters that let personality and all that stuff get in the way. All right? There's That's guys for like, sure. And, and you shouldn't do that. I agree. But players would do the same thing. Now, look how they made Jim Rice wait it out. Right. The media hated Jim it, Rice. It, it, and Jim it, it, Rice but, hated but, the media. But, but, Don't you but, think players would do the same, no, no, a lot of the same but, stuff? But here's the thing. If Petty, I like this guy. Yeah, it, probably it, if, if we want to, you just said it's yeah. about based on statistics. Yeah. So how is it statistically Terrell Owens is the second greatest receiver of all time. I hear you. He should have yeah. gotten in his first year. Well, bull, it was like they made him wait 10 years. It, it's so. confirmation <laughs> bias. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think what happens is, you remember the stunts that T.O. pulled? Yeah. The, the football on the star. The yeah. jumping in the Salvation Army. Yeah. The, the, I don't know if you guys remember this. We carried it live. We were hosting a midday show at ESPN. During a news conference, this man was working out in his driveway, doing crunches right. and making reporters get Love down it. on their knees. And, and listen, the reporter, they're a petty bunch. They're human. They've got yeah. feelings. And I remember at the time, every media member that was on our panel at the time when we were discussing that, we came out from it to say, okay, what are your thoughts? We had three or four media members on the panel at the time. Yeah. And they roasted him, roasted him. And yeah. that was the general consensus on T.O., what a jerk. Yeah. And they made him pay for it. And T.O., I love what he did. He said, you know what? I'm good. His college, Tennessee Chattanooga, put him in the in their Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I believe they made the induction ceremony either the same day or the same weekend of the Pro Football That's Hall funny. of Fame induction. And he said, peace out. I'm not yeah. going to that one. You don't well, deserve me. If you didn't want me, you I, don't deserve me. I don't think we want to get to. down a rabbit hole on T.O. for too long. I think his point is... My- there are grudges there are, in the media, but hopefully because there are so many voters yeah. that the we'll bias see. gets washed out and we'll the best see. people right. rise to the and top. And I think most of the voters want to get it right. When you do something, don't you want to get it right? I would. Yeah, I, that's I would. How and I, I don't, feel. And, I, and I'll and be maybe honest. maybe I'm being too I don't know any voters, sky, Bull, and know. you know voters. Yeah. I don't know any voters that personally don't look at that as a huge responsibility because to a certain extent, I don't agree with you that it's forging these careers. But to a certain extent, it is writing a yes. sub-narrative of that player's and career. And many of the writers and I know that seriously. have votes in New York and here take it very seriously. I'm I not agree. saying all of them, right? but but all you the ones what? I know do. I, I said this. The guy that didn't vote Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera as a first ballot see Hall that, of Famer, see, I would retract his vote. See, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I want his vote. I don't want right, him voting stupid, anymore. But in the, yeah, right. Those Obviously, those guys. Well, what? Didn't one of them become the first? I thought somebody became the first unanimous person. Wasn't I think it was Jeter? Rivera. No, I, I, I got to look yeah, that I up. I think yeah, it that was, was Rivera. By the way, I think by there the way, was a previous of yeah. unanimous selection. Okay. But yeah, it, there hadn't been one in a while, and yeah, I can't some remember of these if old it was writers Rivera this... or Jeter. I'm like, wait a minute. 
Like some of these old writers, we don't Mariano, deserve a vote. Nobody goes. Mariano what, was Janus. unanimous. Yeah. Okay, then Jeter. Somebody yeah, left Jeter, Derek Jeter. I think Jeter didn't get one off vote. their Hall of Fame yeah, ballot, and that I, I'm sorry, your vote's gone. By the way, speaking of Hall of Fame, congratulations to Tim Couch who got into the college football. Yes, well done, Tim Couch. Shout yeah, out Tim our, Couch. Our, our our co-host well, here on Ultimate for him. Sports Show. Uh, we're gonna move on, guys. I'm gonna say something. Save your reaction for overtime. This is teasing to overtime. Okay, okay. promise. Okay. All right. Mike Vrabel just got fired. Okay, we'll talk about that in overtime. That's not a joke. Mike Vrabel got fired? Are you Mike kidding Vrabel, me? I told you we're sad. We're talking overtime. Overtime. Vrabel we'll go on overtime. Just got fired. I'm not kidding. They it's are official. dumb. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mike. Some things I think are big enough that our non-paying customers deserve our reaction. And I think that's one of them. All right, give us two minutes, I mean, Mike. look, we can talk more about uh, it yeah, in overtime. Minutes, but give us two minutes. Give us two minutes. That is a major sports headline. Yeah. And, and with major Ohio ties. And here's why. This is crazy. Well, this it was tied great. into overtime, which was going to be the nuts. national championship. Which is what if I'm doing. Ohio yeah, State, I'm out. calling him now and fire. I'm saying we'll fire Ryan Day this afternoon. Come be our head coach. I'm. I got to tell phones. you, look at, the, look at the text Jason just sent us. Wow, let me see this. Uh, I'm sure Ohio State is going to be on him. That's better. what Jason just said. Uh, yeah, Jason said exactly yeah. what Bull just said. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's he never, could probably get any of these NFL jobs. Well, or many here's of the them. thing. I I I uh, I know. I know Mike, and I hesitate to say this because it was a mutual friend that we share, told me that Mike is interested in the Patriots job and wants to go, I, I think wants to stay in the NFL. Yeah, and now, makes sense. Now, it's funny how a couple years can change things. I talked to Mike just a few years ago. Right. And I said, how long before we see you back in Scarlet and Gray? Yeah. And he flashed this huge smile on his face, which told me everything I needed to know. Right. Like, it was a career goal. It was a destination right. point for him. Hey, but. The way things have changed. The yeah. way. I would not. I know they make a lot of money. Hey. I would not want to coach college football right now for anything. Who's the, the highest paid coach right now? Saban? Well. Oh, I'm NFL sure or college? It's college. Yeah, I would. I would guess Saban would be at Dabble, near the Dabble top. Dabo Sweeney would get a lot of money. How Dabble much do those guys make a year? 10, 11, 12 uh, in, million. In Ohio right State, Saban's making eleven point four million. All right, okay. If you're Ohio State, do you go to Vrabel and say we're going to pay you twenty million a year? Yes. Yeah. Not twenty. I, I wouldn't go that I'll high. I'll give him four. Because you got to have. But maybe you have to overwhelm him to get him to come back to college. Got, got, maybe, but got, got, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if you offer him fifteen or twenty, Ohio State prints millions of guys. Of no, they do. They do. You know, Jay, this is I, this is monumental. Yeah. Back when I was in, in school, you you can mark the time stamp when you you had Jim Tressel go in there. And talk to him about when he makes his speech at St. John's Arena. I think it might have been Value City. It might have been Value City. Anyway, he comes no, it was in. St. John's. St. John's. He yeah. comes in and says, "You're gonna be proud of our guys in the classroom. Proud yep. of our guys. You know who in the, the first community. guy called that? And that especially one. proud. And when we 300 we, days we, from now. And, right. and and if years any time like right today, you just saw Michigan dominate. Michigan dominated to Alabama and came back and smoked. Washington. Right now, Michigan looks like the cream of the crop in the, in the United States. And, and, and it just so reminds me of, of about a couple decades ago when 1997 Michigan was rolling. They come, they go into the Rose Bowl, win that national championship. Right. And Ohio State is scrambling. Y'all better do something, bro. You know what, though? I, I, I would get, briefly disagree brave, with your narrative on Michigan. Um, <laughs> this week, they're going to be holding a news conference. Well, Michigan <laughs> won't be holding it. We assume. We yeah, assume. But we, you um, know. From people that I that I trust and talk to on a regular basis, both in Michigan and in the NFL, it's going to be a mind-blowing yeah. uh, bombshell if he stays at Michigan. Also, they're not where they were in 97, 
they are, depending on the recruiting service you look at, they are anywhere from 15 to 20 in the country in strength of recruiting class for next year. Now, yeah. I know we don't, I don't want to put yeah. all the stock in the world yeah. into that, but here's what I'll say to that. You, I don't know that you can find another time when the defending, when the reigning national champion wasn't at least a top five. But, but, and the reason is yeah. one recruit after another after another said no to Michigan because they know what's coming. Right, but, but they the can end, develop. They I'm, develop. No, guys. They, listen, they can't. But it's going to be harder. I'd offer him twenty million dollars a year. By the way, Dustin Fox was the first guy Jim Tressel called after he made that speech. He called him. He said, "I need you at Ohio State." Yeah, I think Dustin. And Dustin I've heard him say flipped. that before. He was going to go yep. to Penn State, and yeah. he went to Ohio State after Jim Tressel called him. At, which is very cool, and uh, but uh, I, I would offer Mike Vrabel a, a five-year one. If you had to guess contract. right now, is is Mike Vrabel in New England or in Columbus next year? New England. I say Probably New England New too. England. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I say New England too. We'll talk a little more college football, Ohio State, Michigan, and Vrabel here in overtime. We're gonna get to our final PFF wrap-up grades of the season, but first, a quick note from Game Time: You should never have to worry. About buying tickets to your next big event, whether it's a concert, a sporting event, a comedy show, a play, anything near you, Game Time is the app to have. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from the seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And the best part means the Game Time guarantee gets you the guaranteed best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, guess what? Game Time will give you 110% credit of the difference download the game time app create an account and use promo code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase once again the terms are download an account use promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for twenty dollars off you can download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed all right guys we're gonna do our final pff grades of the season we've done this we've kept it up it's been consistent and here's a, a little test of your memory and to see how well PFF did in totality, not just in a one-game scenario. I'm going to give you eight players. We'll talk about each one for a minute or two and their position rank. Seven are legit. One is completely false. you got to see if you can sniff out the rat line. You ready? Mm -hmm. Start with Miles Garrett. He was the number one rated edge rusher in the NFL, according to PFF, with a 93.6 grade. Is that fair for Miles this year? Uh, I think that's high, but I think knowing how PFF has a love affair with them, I would yeah. say that's it. Uh, I would yeah, say I mean, so. I think it's right. About, I think it's right on for me. I would say so. No. All right, so that feels good. Let's go to the next one. How about David and Joku? So one the of these season. is fake. Has is a fake rank and grade. Yep, both okay. are fake. One of these are fake. Both of them. And Joku, the twenty-first ranked tight end in football this year with a PFF grade of sixty-eight point four. See, on, the on this season. one, I'm going to say because I, I I think PFF is a complete, not a complete waste of time, but in general a waste of time. And we know with our eyeballs, he's way better than the 21st ranked tight end. But I can see PFF having him. But well, it could there. be this could be the fake one. Was this what, it was 68? Yeah, no. What I'm saying is that's that's the real. That's real. Okay. Uh, I think that's off. Obviously, I would have I'd have him about 10 points higher. I'd have him in the high 70s, maybe even around 80. Well, just look at the rank alone. Yeah, I would. I mean, he's probably I'd like say seven or eight. No, probably, top five. Yeah, I'm going to say top, top five because it's been. The second half of the year, he's been top five. Phenomenal. The whole season, I wouldn't put him top five. You wouldn't. But I would definitely have him top ten. Okay. We're, that's fake, isn't it? Or, or real, I mean. we go, We're going to go through them all, then I'll tell you what's fake okay. or real. Oh. We'll go through them all. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to forget, aren't we? Well, so far, you'll see them all. I was going to show you all, and then you can guess which one's okay. fake. But yeah. Okay. You keep going. You say, if anything seems fishy, let's call it out as we go. And then we can That one looks fishy to me. I think it's fishy. I, uh, yeah. All right. Steve, I think next it's real. up. 
I think it's real too. Denzel Ward. See, we're going to forget. There's going to be so many of them. Okay. That, I, we know that's real because they've yeah. had they've had the Browns' corners lower all year. Yeah. He hasn't played, I guess, as well since he got hurt. I still think that's low. I think he should be in the uh, ten points. That's higher. correct. I'm yeah, really it correct. is low, but, but I'm saying that is real. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, PFF yeah. claims. Yeah. They're just drunk. And ironically, if you believe this, that Greg Newsom, Stevie, take the next one, had the exact same grade yep. and rank. Yep. Anthony didn't change the name, but it's the exact same I think uh, that's position reasonable for Greg Newsom. And by the way, a 69.6 is not a bad grade. That's like good, solid. It's too low for Denzel Ward, but I think it's appropriate for Greg Newsom. Still says Denzel Ward there. Yeah, he didn't change the name. Yeah, but I think that's appropriate for Greg Newsom. You guys? I think it's about the same. I do, but I also think that's fake. I'm guessing he's a little bit lower. Mm. All right, so you have two that Jay has his eye on. How about Joe Flacco? Steve, let's take Flacco here. 11th out of 42 quarterbacks, an 81.5 PFF grade. No, no that's, that's, the, that's the fake one. Yeah, that's, that's fake. the fake one. Yeah, I know that's the fake oh, we one. We know that's the fake one. Because I know I looked at it last week. Oh, you the, did? And and he was yeah, that's fake. I never look at PFF. Uh, he was I know he was ahead of Baker and but, he was ahead of uh So there, there's oh, he's higher. So you're saying he's higher than eleven. No, I no, think no, no, he no. was like fifteen or fourteen. Oh, okay. So uh, we only got one mole? It's so only one mole. Yeah. Oh, this is this is it. Still got still got a couple left. Still All right, I think it's the fake. Left. I think he's a little I think he's in the seventies. That's it right there. All right, next one. J O K. JOK, the 20th ranked linebacker. This is com- combines inside and outside linebackers, but not edge rushers. So yeah, that's real. 83 right. linebackers, 75.2 grade, yep. 20 out that's, of 83. Yep. I yeah. would have him probably a little higher, but that's not that's not a crazy grade. I mean, All of these, there's only one that's a mole? Yeah. I promise, only one's a mole. Okay. Yeah. All right, next up, Steve. Let's take it. How about Wyatt Teller, the 10th graded guard in football that's this about year, right. 72.9 grade. Yep. I'll say that's real. That matches the yep. right test for me. That's yep, it. Me too. That's it. Next up, Steve, how about MJ Emerson? Slightly lower than the other two Browns cornerbacks. Yep. 62 out of 128 with a 65. Wrong, grade. but real. We wrong, but right. I, I agree with wrong, but real. And last one, how about Amari Cooper? Out of 128 receivers, he graded out as the 20th highest with an 80.3 grade. I, I, I think it. that's real, too. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, of those eight. So, let's see the first the four line? again. You had Miles, one out of 114. Yep, that's real. Yep. Steve next, and Joku. That's real. I think that's the mole. I think that's real. I'm pretty sure Flacco's the mole, but my second choice is the joke is and Joku, uh, because like maybe I looked at Flacco two weeks ago and not last week. Maybe he increased okay. his spot. So who's the mole? Flacco. So two votes for Flacco, one for Njoku? Yeah. yeah. Y'all got me. It is Joe Flacco. Y'all yeah. got me. Yeah. Good he was 15. Let's take right? the real one. Let's take the real one. He ended up 22 out of 42 at a 74.2 grade. So he's mid, according to yeah, PFF. He's mid. You, 70, well, turnovers play a huge role No, I just look at rank. Grading, I, I mean, because yeah. the grade is like, okay, what does the grade mean? Yeah. If 69 is good, in, right. in real terms, 69 is an F. It's a D. So I can't say that, F, you know, yeah. I mean. No. Do, do you guys think that, um, do you guys think that uh, in the playoffs, there's going to be a game where you say the Browns won because of Flacco. If or, they, yeah. Or, or, or is it more likely that you say the Browns won In because, of, of because of the defense? Oh, like, it, it's because, very likely well, that you could have both. You could have 
You won because of Flacco. You won with Flacco. Or you, or you won, won in spite, spite of, of Flacco. Yeah, like, yeah, I like that. Like, like yeah. the San Francisco like game, yeah, yeah. they won in spite of P.J. Walker. The, yep, right. But the Ravens game, the Browns won because of, DJ, uh, uh, of Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yes. Yep. So, uh, right. And, and then they, they beat the Bengals by, because of the, the first Bengals game because of the defense. Yes, I would agree with that. So there might be a game right. where, where you see Joe Flacco have to air yeah, it out I, and you say, I, what the heck's going on? Mike, wh- real quick, I, I, we kind yep. of zapped through that PFF thing. We, we did fly over the uh, – and we can do this very quickly. The What do you guys feel most comfortable in? Miles winning DYOP or Kevin Stefanski winning the coach of the year? I uh, think – oh, man. Yes, we did the same thing. I, I think this, this may play a role in it. I, I would have said Kevin Stefanski was a slam dunk. However, watching the Texans beat the Colts, not only C.J. Stroud being a rookie, best defensive player being a rookie, rookie head coach, yeah. and then they win the division and get a home playoff game. I think people are going to more opt more that way. I think you're right. Yeah, they love giving it to a first-year yeah, head coach. Yeah. They love that more than anything. Yeah. If Stefanski you, got it in his rookie season. Right. If you guys, if you guys had to vote, and you could only vote for one of these two guys. Yeah, I'm voting for Miles. Yeah, I, See, would I would vote, vote for Stefanski. I yeah. would vote. I would vote for. I, I would vote for Miles Garrett. Um, I, you also have to do this yeah. at the beginning of the season. If you went plus wins, the Browns are a plus two for me. I had them at nine. They won eleven. For me, the Texans are like a plus six. Yeah. I didn't but, yep. see them doing anything this year. Well, and, but, he, but that's and we knew the Browns had a great a defense. That's not completely fair because if I would have told you all the injuries they had to deal with, you wouldn't have picked them to win nine games. No, that's part of the journey. Right. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, and and you're right. If you would have told me all the injuries, I would have had the Browns at six wins. Right. So they're plus five. But I still think I, at the beginning of the season, I had the Texans. As one of the worst teams in the league at a plus three or four. They had the third lowest projected win total of any team. Okay, so uh, right, but, uh, compared to what we thought they were and what they ended up. Look at uh, when I watched Carolina, the little bit that I watched them yeah. on Sunday. Look at the, the Panthers organization. How in the oh. world did they look at a 5'10 Bryce Young That's and project thing. him being better than C.J. Stroud when Stroud had the game of his life Against Georgia last we could year. Say that. Did you not see the story on that? On um, what? Why they ended up picking. Was uh, it the owner? Was it Tepper? That... Truth? Well, this is from an I think I did see this. I think I do did we, see do this. Do we want to go over the, the four teams that drafted? Well, three of the four teams that drafted quarterbacks ahead of Lamar no, Jackson? Listen, well, it happens. JJ, real quick. Yeah. It happens. On the, on the yeah, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. They went out to dinner. And this is according to an article. Oh, yeah, Carolina you mentioned Yeah, before. I think yeah. I read that, too. He ordered scallops Yeah. instead of steak at a steakhouse. And Dave Tepper, yeah. the owner, was so enamored with the fact that he ordered Look, something off, off topic from a steakhouse. Right. That, like, this guy's it might be I true because it's the same crazy. guy that threw a drink at fans two weeks ago. Yeah, come like, on. this guy's not playing I with know. a full deck. I mean, he, 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 he lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's hard to believe. And, but. And pl- and Tepper has made Jimmy Haslam. Look like the greatest owner in sports history. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that that still blows my mind. You're Bryce that, Young over CJ, and at the time, and, I guess it was a legitimate discussion, and, and think, like Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning was. But, but you got, I, I, think about this, right? Who was it? Who 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 was it that did this? I think it was Brady Quinn who said that. He said that. Um, who would he say didn't go to the Manning Passing Academy? Stroud. Stroud, okay. yeah. Right, right, right. And, 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 and when you go back and watch that draft, C.J. Stroud was taking a lot of darts. Oh, dude, and, and you know what? This, this might be an example of the following. 
Intel is very, very big in the draft. Yeah. Rumors are like the, the whisper game in junior high. Yep. And it, there have been documented cases of teams sitting at two that want a specific player that put out dirt and bad intel mm. on the guy <laughs> that they want specifically so his draft stock falls. And I'm not saying the Texans did that. Right. But if they did, Jeez. they're playing chess and everyone by, else is playing by checkers. By the way, guys that were drafted, before, quarterbacks that were drafted before Brock Purdy last year, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Bailey Zappi, Sam Howell. Yeah. I mean, it's not a science. All, of, mean, them, all of them is a... Uh, but this was really a two-quarterback discussion. It was Young or it was Stroud. Yeah. And, and after the season ended, Stroud started falling on the draft board at rapid. And I'm like, what is going on? There was, a, there was a, a false narrative out there that he wasn't passionate, that he wasn't smart. I mean, watch the guy in college. Just well, watch his tape. And, and you got to think about it. I think, the, uh, I, I think the Texans went back up. And like the next pick or something, and draft yeah, the will. They did. And, yes. and, and was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll catch way, y'all later. <laughs> yeah, give me. What's the worst? What's worse here? Give, I'll give you three, uh, three different examples. Taking, uh, taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. Twenty eighteen, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold going before Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I wanted Josh and, Allen so badly in that draft. And oh, Josh wow. Rosen also went off ahead of Lamar, not ahead oh, of Josh wow. Allen. Okay, ahead of Lamar. One, that one. Or, well, we have more. We have more of a that, sample size to say that one. Or, but I think Bryce Young. What I see of Bryce Young, he's out of football in two years. Wait, uh, hold on. After or, two more years. Or Mitch Trubisky going before Mahomes and Watson. That's the worst one. Well, Mahomes went eleven. Mahomes 10. went ten. Watson yeah. went twelve. Mitch Sheesh. Trubisky went two off of one good one year Sheesh. as a starter. And they traded up. They traded up in the, a future Sheesh. first to go. Yeah, well, so did the, the Panthers traded up too. No, I know, but I'm saying that that one's too early to officially. I, that is too early. Up, but right yeah. now, man, what, if, I, when I watched Bryce Young, the, the, the thing I kept saying over and over in my head is, my God, they drafted this guy over C.J. Stroud. In fairness to him, this has nothing to do with Stroud. But in fairness to Bryce Young, he's got nothing around him. No, that's true. But you I know mean, what? This, this Houston team was projected to win three or four games. And yeah, well, that, listen, C.J. Stroud is 99% going to have a better career than Bryce Young. He can't yes. have 100%. Barring any miraculous But it doesn't mean C.J. Uh, that Bryce Young couldn't end up being a decent quarterback might, somewhere down the line. But Trevor Lawrence was a miss after one year. Right, but and then he he's got better, he's but then better he regressed. He regressed yeah. this year, but the Chicago Bears got it. Gee, let me ask you all this, and this will be the last thing before we do super chat. Spend five minutes on it, but the Browns, as we know, have a fan base that transcends just Cleveland and just Ohio. It's a national and international fan base, and on multiple occasions this year, Jay, we've gotten reports from <sighs> opposing stadiums that it was a Brown takeover. Browns yeah. fans traveled in troves, packed the stands. Indianapolis stands out as one in sure. particular. And even Houston in the LA. Week 16 matchup. Hell. LA, last year when Deshaun made his debut for the team, it was half Browns, half Texans. A playoff game is a different scenario, and it's much more difficult to get tickets. But do you expect the Browns to have another massive crowd uh, presence at least? Yeah. Stadium on Saturday. Oh, I think I they'll have a presence. Yeah. I don't know about massive. It's I just a not playoff massive game. It's Bandwagon playoff. fans are like cockroaches when the light comes off. 
they just come out of every crevice in the, you know. Yeah, and yeah, now all right, of a sudden, right. everybody's going to be a Texans fan. Where have they been? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. It's harder to But they'll to have get a presence. More, I think you'll, you'll more hear More people them. are going to, you're less likely to sell your season tickets in the playoffs. Right. Uh, well. So, but I still think there'll be a definite Unless it's game seven of the World we, Series yeah, and it's we, the Cubs. We, we show Well, how much it. money were people well, getting for those Well, you tickets, had a chance yeah. to pay for your next year's season tickets with right. one ticket. Yeah. I mean, how about, if you had a box seat in game seven in Cleveland, how much were you getting for that ticket? Enough to pay for at least one full season of season yeah, tickets. Yeah. So my, I think the Browns fans going to show up because here's the thing, you know, I, there's backers already there. I think people going to pay a bunch. And, and like you said, this is a good story, man. And every single week, the story keeps rolling yeah. on. Watch people come up because look, when when we get to a point where you know the Browns have won a playoff game, we haven't seen that in years. The COVID year to me just don't even count. We couldn't even go outside. You couldn't but even, the city was still but the excited. The city was excited right. inside I mean, your house. We couldn't get together. <laughs> couldn't, right. There was nobody at the game. <laughs> yes, no, so I mean, this is the first time in 20, 20 years, years. Yeah. you've been able to go, oh, 21 years, you've been able to go to a Browns playoff game. Yeah. Like, That's crazy. Or see a Browns playoff win in a bar. Like, right. like even when we went like, back then, we lost to the Steelers. I haven't seen no Browns win uh, in the streets. So I think we're going to do our thing. We're going to show up and show out. Um, and and, and we'll, we, we'll show the Texans. Look, hey. I think we'll have a presence. Them. I think it'll definitely be a presence, but not as much as it would be in the regular season. I no. agree. Before we go on to the Super Chats, is there any more blowback reaction to G. Bush going oh, yeah. viral in Houston? Uh, well, we kind of touched on it earlier. We mentioned I'm still getting notifications from that tweet. Uh, it's <laughs> Old Takes Exposed has liked it, G. Just a heads up. So... We could be old takes exposed if it comes to it. Oh, listen, listen. Oh boy, it, 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 what happened? It's, 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 old takes exposed. Oh, you're exposed. gonna get. Yeah, you're gonna get crushed. It's flagged. You gotta put. You but know I'm, what? I'm staying. You gotta stand with it now. Yourself out there. You stay, I, listen. You I admire it. it, but I gotta tell you, when you were doing it yesterday, yeah. I saw your face. I was laughing, but I looked at Jason at one point, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this yeah. is gonna be in the Texans' locker room by noon." Now, I, I can't. The, the Browns can't do it. The Browns, y'all can't do it. They can't say I, it. They all can't say it. I'll say it for y'all. I'm going to take the heat on that one. But guess what? I meant everything you saying. So y'all go in the locker room and go ahead and, and internalize oh. that. I meant every single word of wow. that. And when, a, and when we double down. And when we win. The Bobby Brown yeah. double down. The Bobby Brown double down. When yeah. we win, I'm going to shake them in the hand, shake their hands, look them in the eye and say, y'all had a good season. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Y'all going to do y'all's thing. And, and but as for now, <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week. And freezing cold. It's, it's an honor to be freezing cold taked. I've been... Have you guys seen the mashup where it's really? called Skip Bayless arguing with himself? Oh, that's yes. the best. On Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yes. my God. The Aaron Rodgers one, that right? That is Did so that? good. Because Skip almost never flip-flops. He puts his flag in the dirt, and that's it. But they found enough comments on yeah. Aaron Rodgers where he thinks Aaron Rodgers is the greatest ever. The worst And ever. think Aaron Rodgers is a big fraud. They, you could do that with Colin Cowherd on a million Oh, subjects. yeah. There are a lot of guys that flip. <laughs> Skip is not one of them. He, yeah. uh, he picks the side he and he still dies hates there. LeBron, right? Gee, oh. I will tell you. Yeah. I'm not sure if CJ Stroud is on Twitter. He's been tagged in this tweet about 7,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Shout out to CJ Stroud, man. Go Buckeyes. What is but, he, what, look at, look at CJ's account. Is he very active? I don't think he is. Uh, he retweets a lot of stuff. He does promotional stuff, but he does probably he isn't not like that's not him, and yeah. it's someone that's doing yeah. it from a business standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, if there's yeah. a way to get something in front of him, it, this certainly has 
Yeah. By I'm the sure way, if the Browns do lose, there will be idiots to blame G. Bush for the loss. Oh, yeah. yeah Joe Flacco, get it done. Miles Garrett, get it done. Denzel Ward, get it done. You know what it is. Let me read some super chats here, and then we will uh, get ready to wrap up. Gerard <laughs> Jack says, go blue, most wins in history, national champs. We'll talk a little bit about Michigan oh, this guy. in overtime. Clay Daddy 25 says, you have to consider the nuance. I have to imagine all the backup quarterbacks count for it. I have to imagine all the backup QBs accounts for at least a notable amount of that 8% change. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yes. That's a factor. In the points yeah. per game. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah, okay, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Right. Uh, the guard but what's 16- weird is, and I don't know this for a fact, but it just seems that way. I'll, we'll have to try to find out. It seems like there was more scoring later in the year when there were more backup quarterbacks. I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I do. I, yeah. A lot of those. A lot, yeah. a lot, a lot I wonder of if the week 17 where no one plays their players affects the score. I wonder if they could take out week 17. I mean, it happens every yeah, year, though. Every so, year, yeah. it's still yeah. apples to apples. Uh, the guards 1-6 says, hail to the victors. Let's go Browns. Make it 2-2. Two and two. Uh, two for two in Houston this week. Uh, Charles T says... G. Bush looks like P.M. Dawn's hood cousin. Shout out to P.M. Dawn. <laughs> Shout out to uh, P.M. Dawn. Is. Who's P.M. Dawn? It, it, it's, uh, it's a, G a is. 90s, 90s, uh, 90s hip-hop. Yes. Okay. Yeah, P.M. Dawn. And last super chat is G's from cousin. Kenneth Yabo, who mm-hmm. said the Titans have fired Vrabel. G, I want you to step yeah. up the uh, the fits all week, leading up to a Friday showcase um, of your most fired By the way, fit. It's going gonna, it's gonna to progress. Yeah. I, I, yeah, he I comes out of the gate on Monday with that library card. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming with the fits. Listen, fr- listen. I might have to do Thursday because it might not be acceptable on Friday. <laughs> when we uh, on well, TV. your Friday fit was like one of the all-time <laughs> greatest. We uh, the the super the chats on Friday, <laughs> maybe one of the best days from the chat of all time. Well, the hat put it over the top. It did. I mean, yeah. that, it did. that was the ceiling deal. I, I right got there. something. Was no. that pleather? Was that real leather? What Man, was that, that? That was that was genuine leather. I see you. I'm saying you're not rolling with the plan. It was kind of in the same vein as Jake Browning's girlfriend. It was. It was like (laughs) she did that. She did it way better than I did it. (laughs) She went viral. By the way, speaking of 90s rappers, have you got the only time I ever watch commercials is during football games. Otherwise, I never watch a commercial. Right. Have you seen this kid in play or in a commercial? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some really yeah. good commercials that have already come out yeah. since the first of the year. Oh, did they, you they see? Do that. Did you it's see the caveman one? That the, was they, awesome. The, the first cave, one was two minutes. The caveman. It was like a documentary on oh, the caveman. Oh, that was great. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, I was like, they, they brought him back. Right? Yeah, and yeah, and, and he wakes up <laughs> and his wife is like. He's like, I just keep hearing that line, and she repeats it. So easy, a caveman can do it. Why'd you have to say it? <laughs> oh, that's such but a good play. Ad. Just seeing them for the oh, they were so huge for a while, yeah. big, and then big. they just were gone, gone. forever. Yeah, that's it. Them flags, them flags. They be throwing the flags on people. But like, that never happened. Yeah, let's go to, I, I, let's go I, I to love the one where the, the daughter said. Mom, you said you don't want to oh, go over yeah. to their house and watch the game because they talk she too much. She wet snitched on her mom. Hey, listen, I didn't, 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, pause, I didn't, pause. I didn't see so many black kids get beat in the face with dishwags for that. being honest you, in public. Girl, you better shut your mouth around grown. That folks. stays in our house. They, they grown folks talk. You matter of fact, you couldn't even be around nobody old. Get up and get in another room. You sit around, go around grown folks. <laughs> see it overtime. Oh overtime. Michigan's win. Will it stick? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.